Hello and welcome to our bonus episode of Let's Talk About It. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, Let's Talk About It is our educational mini-series where we sit down and talk with professionals about issues surrounding modern slavery and human trafficking. My name is Antonia and I'm a co-host of this podcast and I work here at Hope for Justice. Today I'm with Holmes, our film director and post producer here at Hope for Justice. And today we're going to be talking about the creative process of filmmaking and a behind the scenes look into our key campaign films. Hi Holmes. Hey, how you doing? So, um, walk me through your creative process from start to finish. What does it look like when you go about storytelling when you go about filming um a creative piece um yeah just maybe tell me a little bit more about that that process yeah no absolutely um from my experience i think like creating films for for our campaigns is quite different and Mm -hmm. i think the first thing that kind of is the biggest difference is that ultimately raise awareness about um the issue of human trafficking and sometimes about a specific areas like with a call from home the um the primary purpose was to raise awareness of the fact that, you know, men and boys are just as, you know, in fact, 77% of um, victims that were referred into the national referral mechanism, which is like the UK's um, system to refer um, potential victims of human trafficking were men. And so I say that to say that, that, that the, the film kind of highlighted a huge area of um, the issue of modern slavery that maybe did, doesn't usually get a lot of, mm. you know, um, attention or, 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 or highlighting. So at the be- very beginning of this filming process, um, that was, that was at the very heart of it is that we wanted to make sure that we um, communicated that, you know, not only that there are men and boys that are trapped in modern slavery in situations that maybe we we, by we, I mean like the general audience aren't aware of, but mm-hmm. more so that there, there were also these, these unseen barriers. And in fact, that was like one of the first conversations we had when we, when we started speaking about the film, it mm-hmm. was that we wanted to visually and narratively show these, these unseen barriers that, um, that aren't easy to, to sort of spot the signs of essentially like, um, and so with the story of a call from home, we wanted to, um, yeah, present these ideas and present these, uh, these barriers that, that are unique to men, not, not to say that only men experience these, but there was a, a very clear trend with why maybe these particular survivors were not, um, helped sooner or brought mm-hmm. out of their situation of exploitation sooner. And that was kind of the main heart around the, the heart of the story. We were kind of tasked with a pretty, clear direction as to what the film would look like and you know as most of the people who tune into Robin's story mm-hmm. as most people will know uh, his story was very similar to A Call From Home and he was the main inspiration around the film mm. story because he he was coerced to move to Norway mm. in order to find work to support his family and to kind of do yeah do the thing that he wanted to do which was in construction, which was building. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the, one of the most like powerful things, um, that, that spoke to me when I, when we were talking to him, talking with him was the fact that he was just like, he just loves con- like construction work. And, and mm-hmm. that was the thing that kind of really stood out to me was that 
he was um he was just keen to make his dream come true and do it at a level that he's never done it before mm-hmm. which for me I can fully relate to like mm-hmm. and I'm sure most people who listen would be able to relate to like a call from home story isn't one person's um experience mm-hmm. uh, it's it's an amalgamation of different people and one of which who has you know amazingly and so kindly been able to you know offer us his story is Rabin and that's why we talk about Rabin a lot because mm-hmm. you know he's one of the one of the survivors who have who have come forward and say look I want my story to be shared mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and so to be able to take an amalgamation of people's stories and put them in in this one character essentially um that for me was quite special um mm-hmm. the filming of it was was really cool because it was like like a really 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 skeleton crew um mm-hmm. in in the in the production I was kind of serving as like a the di- the director of the shoot but then we also had like two guys that um a really talented Connor and uh Ben Hale Connor Griffin and P- Ben Hale mm-hmm. yeah they came along with us so it was me Ben Connor and then our soundy Billy um and then these two volunteers Vinny, who's a graphic designer, Jordan, um, who's another uh, writer. Um, oh, we also had Tom, Tom Raff, who was like a volunteer. He's just mm-hmm. someone whose parents were guardians. And as soon as I think we put out some kind of like, um, you know, if, if someone's interested in being a part of the filming process, you know, mm-hmm. um, let us know. Um, and Tom reached out to me and said, you know, he really wanted to volunteer on the shoot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom was amazing. If you if you watch the Call from Home film, there's a sort of student teenager with his headphones in that yes. walks past and knocks mm-hmm. knocks Ladislav. Um, that's Tom, and you know, obviously he plays an extra in the film, but mm-hmm. he was also just absolutely incredible with um, just supporting the production during the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did so much more than just just walk past and walk pass pass and and not, into yeah, someone. exactly. <laughs> I mean that's that's really interesting to hear about the whole kind of process of of kind of coming up with it and and having the the visual storytelling as well. Um, you talked about the inspiration of a call from home. Yeah. Were there any kind of difficulties you encountered when filming, or, or what did that kind of look like from getting this uh, this content and yeah. trying to think of the story itself from from the inspiration, which was Robin's story, yeah. to the final prod product like how did you basically go about creating that um was there any difficulties like what did the what did the kind of process look like well there were definitely i think there's two categories of of um difficulties when it comes to like filming you have like the practical stuff which there was definitely Mm -hmm. loads and i'll get to some of those when (laughs) we're actually filming Mm -hmm. um but then there's also like the more um ethical i don't know i don't know what kind of definition you'd put that in but there's certainly not like logistical or practical problems um came about one of one of them being like you know we sort of discussed like should we just verbatim copy Rabin's story and just Mm. recreate it like verbatim um and the answer to that and the one that we settled with and I still like I think it's probably the best way 
to do it. Um, like Rabin is like the prime example of of you know a victim of forced labor, but but this is just one out of many, and so mm-hmm. we felt like we should maybe um, broaden his experience out with experiences of other people and so mm-hmm. the character that we see in a call from home isn't exactly rabin but it's mm-hmm. also not exactly you know other victims of forced mm-hmm. labor but it's elements that they 100 would be able to relate to and and then the second thing is obviously anonymity mm-hmm. thankfully rabin was just he was so generous and he was so like kind in sharing his story and, and have his story in the interview and they wanted that story to be in and of itself and not just be sort mm-hmm. of us like going, no, this is Robin and we're going to tell it the way that we want it to mm-hmm. sort of be. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess I wanted to ask a little bit more about, you talk about um, the value of recreating this story and why yeah. you went about recreating it in the way that, that you did. Um, and yeah. I wanted to kind of delve into that a wee bit deeper and, and ask yeah, what you think the value of visual storytelling in general is, you know, rather than just maybe like writing an article or, mm. you know, um, putting something up on social media. What is the the benefit what's the value of actually something and so i think that film generally speaking is like such a powerful way to communicate a cause and to um to to allow it to like stick in your mind yeah definitely and um so you've been with with hope for justice for a while as well and you've done various (laughs) different projects various different films um Maybe can you just tell me some of your of your favorite projects that you've done over over the years, and maybe describe what they were like. Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, mm-hmm. So I have three that are like mm-hmm. very special, but for very different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is a call from home. Funnily enough, because that was like I really I, I felt really passionate about the the central cause and the central mm-hmm. theme, which is obviously men are victims, and that's something we don't really see very often. Mm-hmm. in um in the sort of d- the general sort of public and we shot over two days mm-hmm. i think I, yeah two days um so it was when we when we arrived um we were really like go 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 it was just really like busy yeah, and intense, intense but it was fantastic um because everyone who was there was just so um committed and and mm. so like for the for the for the cause and for the film and that's really special. Like for me as a, as a director, like you can be on projects where people, you can just sense that people, they're just kind of there to pick up a paycheck or just Mm. to do the job. But everyone there just really felt like, um, they were going far and beyond what was required of them. And they did it because, well, I don't know why they did it, but it seemed like they did it because they just like love the film. Mm. Um, yeah, which is, which is absolutely amazing. That evening though, (laughs) we couldn't get into our room because, um, I lost the key. Oh no. Yeah, so annoying. So our actors, um, Ladislav and Alex, they had keys of their own, but then myself, Jordan and Billy mm-hmm. um, and Vinny, they, we were all in like like a, a sort of communal room, like, because obviously we don't like have a big budget or anything, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't want to like spend loads of money, get everyone five-star hotels or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like this kind of like hostile type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> we only had one key for some reason and i rocked up because like i was i was sort of the last person to leave the location and then we arrived mm-hmm. at the place and we put the key we put all our stuff down put all our bags down and then we had dinner together in like the communal area mm-hmm. and then um we were all just kind of like we we're hanging out having like kind of 
recuperating and like mm-hmm. just chilling outside of outside of the work hours and then I remember just being like okay I'm shattered I've not had any sleep mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I was like okay guys I'm gonna go to bed and then I went to the place where I thought I'd left the keys and it wasn't there mm-hmm. and so we spent like a good three four hours oh looking for the keys yeah um, we even called back like Ben and Connor who were like who decided to sort of stay because they had friends that lived in the area so um, we called them to come back to see if they had accidentally taken the keys Um, they checked everywhere they hadn't and um, yeah the next morning we found them someone had put like a bag on top of on top of the keys so we were searching everywhere yeah and um, nobody lifted this bag and so We were fine. We were, it was all good, but mm-hmm. it was just a little bit annoying that we didn't even get to to get into the rooms mm-hmm. for ages. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I'm sure it's always nice looking back, having such a oh, funny yeah. story. Oh yeah, now it's hilarious. Well. Now you think about it, it's absolutely hilarious, mm-hmm. and we all had fun that day, so it was bloody brilliant. Um, yeah, it sounds like um, with the creative process, you know, of, of the actual filming and everything that you know people all come together, and it sounds like a really like enjoyable time when you're able to create this like piece of art, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about some of the other projects that you worked oh, on? Oh yes, yes. Sorry, I was just talking about a call from home. No, so the other, great. so the other one was uh, so I said there were three that I really loved. So the call mm-hmm. from home was that one, and then the second one was um, the 2020. Christmas campaign Give Them Hope mm-hmm. um, and that I think is still like online on Hope for Justice channels if you wanted to check it out but mm-hmm. that for me was like really special because it was just so efficient and it was mm-hmm. just so everyone knew exactly what they were doing everyone um, kind of there was like this level of expertise from from the crew mm-hmm. that I'd never really experienced before working with Hope for Justice and uh, yeah just it was just so for what the subject matter was it was mm-hmm. just such a fun and like caring like set everyone Mm. was just happy to be there everyone um like were really really professional Mm -hmm. everyone um was just so joyous and you know Mm. compared to what the subject matter is about which is about yeah um uh women who are um caught in exploitation during Mm. the christmas time being away from their families Mm -hmm. um that it was just such a such a lovely and 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 fun set culture and set experience mm. um which is amazing and then the final one i won't talk as much long for this one <laughs> um in 2021 um hope for justice was doing work with um a third party uh charity doing preventative work to help support um people who are crossing um the the borders from uh ukraine into moldova so i had the opportunity mm. to to basically document some of the work that we were doing and some of the people that we were potentially um, working, partnering with in order to fulfill a need in Mm. like an area that was suddenly being, you know, inundated with a lot of transient people, people Mm. coming from uh, Ukraine, people coming who are, who have families Mm. that were based in Ukraine, having to come to Moldova is like a nearest country to, Mm -hmm. to um, reach and access them. Myself and, our um, <clears throat> programs director Enrique Rostroy. We we had the opportunity to go down there and just see um, what the effects of not just the war, but like 
the um, cost of living, like mm. th the changes that were happening to people on on the ground in Moldova and some of the the challenges and and hardships mm. they they were having to face. It sounds like a, a common theme between the three of those is the not only just the stories but the people that are behind those stories whether those are the people who are you know the crew and the actors yeah. and people who come together or whether those are the people whose stories are being shared as well i think one of those running themes that i hear through your responses is just how amazing it is to be able to connect with people and to share people's stories and to have other people come in and be able to use that passion and inspiration to create a, a beautiful visual piece of art in a way yeah absolutely i mean i'll leave that to you to call it art <laughs> but um but yeah my my most favorite part of the filmmaking process because you have the pre-production mm. production which is like the filming of things recording of things and then you have post-production which is editing and like color grading and sound design and things mm. like that my favorite part is like the production and not just because it's like doing the thing it's not it's it's mm -hmm. it's the yeah the people coming together bringing mm -hmm. their unique skill set bringing their um talent and character and their like love for something and sharing it with a group of people that also love that thing and mm -hmm. um yeah hopefully creating something beautiful on the other side of that that's like mm. like i'd do that every single day if i could mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely and i guess um one final question i have for you is if people are listening now and are are inspired by this and are wanting to wanting to do something what would you what would you su suggest that our listeners and at home can do to to get involved if they're if they're inspired by this episode depends on what it is that you're inspired by i think if you're obviously inspired by filmmaking and, and like that kind of thing you just google like how do i become like how do i become a filmmaker like mm -hmm. even like to answer that sort of question um going back earlier is tom that guy tom rath yeah um, he's like such a brilliant um like example of exactly that like mm. if you have two passions of supporting a particular charity that you care about and a creative thing or thing that you believe that you can you can contribute it doesn't necessarily have to be you know your finances although that'd be great like donating mm -hmm. donating to a cause that you support is fantastic because it's it's like the most immediate way that you can um help mm. a cause achieve the thing that it sets out to achieve but mm -hmm. if you can't necessarily do that like reach out how can i help like mm -hmm. tom reached out to, to to us and was like hey i love like media mm -hmm. and 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 um journalism and film and, and and i want to i want to contribute and so is there any way that i can come and and help out on this shoot and he was an immense help he was fantastic and tom if you're listening you absolutely smashed it dude. you were incredible um and yeah if you are inspired by um the work that hope for justice do we would love to um receive any kind of donation whether it be financial whether it be your time whether it's your um whether it's your story yeah. you know like because there's yeah. people who are listening and who could share their story of um how they even if it was not necessarily a story where they were um you know a victim of exploitation but maybe they were a part of somebody else's story of spotting the signs you know what yeah. if there's someone that they noticed they called up and 
and off the back of that they they knew that they were helping to bring justice to perpetrators of, of exploitation mm. and human trafficking like share your story yeah you know I said earlier that um, you know the stories are the thing that stick into into people's minds when they when they watch it and like you might your your story might actually be the key to somebody else finding freedom from exploitation or at least your story might be the thing that helps someone go you know what actually yes I am gonna I am gonna give I am gonna um, give my Saturday afternoons to help raise money we have like some amazing fundraising um, teams out to end slavery and change lives which is, is what we're here for so thank you Hans so much for giving us an insight into the filmmaking process what it's like to kind of go from the creative inspiration from the start of the story all the way through um, and what that kind of journey is like as always, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you'd like to get more involved in the work for Hope for Justice, feel free to head to hopeforjustice.org to find out how that you can help end slavery and change lives. More immediately, why don't you give this podcast a review? Let us know what you think and how we can equip you in understanding how human trafficking affects our world or what voices you'd like to hear from. Follow Hope for Justice and any other anti-slavery charities on social media to stay up to date on the issue and show your support. But for now, we'll see you on the next one.